Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau does not seem to understand what the Supreme Court does. That the criminal code in a Western democracy must change from the moralizing tool of a nanny state to recognizing citizens' ability to make their own decisions of conscience. What or who is Justin Trudeau protecting by sending out police with guns until legalization? Of course, this has to do with marijuana. Children are routinely prescribed Ritalin and Adderall, which are more harmful to the developing brain than cannabis, and which the FDA warns can cause psychosis and schizophrenia-like symptoms. There are already thousands of legal consumers of cannabis on our roads, authorized by Health Canada, not to mention the illegal ones. Prime Minister Trudeau says the old model of drug enforcement is not working. Why is he spending police budgets on it now? So we have, let me ask the studio to get my guests up, please. We have uh, the Liberal government announcing that a task force to study legalizing and regulation of marijuana <coughs> is, uh, is going to take place over the next four months. And um, joining me are Jody and Mark Emery of Cannabis Culture, both in Vancouver and in Toronto and internationally. And the last time Jody and Mark did the show together, uh, Mark, you were, you were still in prison in, uh, in the United States the last time we talked. That was a very unusual radio interview, you too, because normally it's very difficult to do any interview from a U.S. federal prison. But that's where it was back in, oh, must be 213 now. Yeah. Uh, Jody, good to talk to you again. Oh, thank you for having me. Mark, how far have we come, as far as you're concerned, in this whole issue of not decriminalizing? Because if you decriminalize, you still have to buy from a criminalized drug dealer. But legalizing and making cannabis available... Um, recreationally to people who choose to buy it. How far have we, in fact, come? What do you think of the Liberal government's move to this task force that's going to provide a report uh, four months from now? And frankly, I don't know what they're going to find out in four months that they don't already know today. Well, what we're asking for is not to have our industry uh, usurped from us or, or somehow changed. We just want to do what we're doing now, which is growing marijuana and selling marijuana and consuming marijuana. We want our legal status changed. We just want the government to say that's all legal now. So just pay your taxes and observe all reasonable regulations and everything's good. And that would take a stroke of the pen by taking cannabis out of the controlled drugs and substance schedule. So um, we're asking for something very simple. The nation is asking for it. The majority of Canadians by far now want to legalize marijuana. And we voted in a government that promised to legalize marijuana. So we, the citizens, are doing everything right. It's the government that is peculiarly interpreting the results of the election and what we want into their own thing. They want to hand it off to their capitalist crony friends and Plato and the Liquor Control Board of Ontario, if you believe the Ontario government and the federal government wants these licensed producers, all of which are, you know, stock-held stock corporations, um, where people expect to make a lot of money and they're willing to put some degree of pressure 
on the government in order to, to substantiate those investments. So um, we're looking at the fact that Jody and I have, have opened a series of franchises across Canada, and we expect to have many, many more, where we're encouraging ordinary Canadians to invest in their own business and sell marijuana to other Canadians 19 years of age and over, and all they would require is their identification to show they're 19, and then they would sell them marijuana. And that's really what legalization looks like, and that's the model Jody and I are pushing versus the one I'm sure Anne McClellan is coming up. Anne McClellan once called marijuana a scourge, which is really like a curse, a bane, some horrible thing, and she actually told her staff at Health Canada to actively thwart medical marijuana applications after the Supreme Court had ordered the government to... Do you then, Mark, Mark, do you have a concern that this task force will, in four months' time, hand a report to the government, which will have the government then say, well, based on what we found out over the last four months, and I submit again, they're not going to find out anything in the next four months that they don't know already... But is it possible, do you have concerns, the government will say, well, we need to do more studying, and then maybe just before the federal election of 2019 actually pass the legislation and try to turn it into an election plus for them? Well, the landscape will have changed so substantially by then, though it'll be too late. See, I'm not patient enough, nor is Jody, nor are millions of Canadians, I think, uh, willing to wait that long. They We've had the wrong policy for 48 years. We've been persecuted as a culture unfairly, unjustifiably, and terribly. You know, we, two million Canadians have been given criminal records. Hundreds of thousands of us, including me, have spent time in jail in this country for marijuana. Marijuana is one of the safest, most beneficial plants known to mankind, and has never been... There's never been a reason why we should be punished for it. It's just never been established. It's a terrible bigotry, and it's got to end, and it should end. Every day that goes by is another injustice. When you, say, years so far. when you say you're not willing to wait, are you no. talking about the franchises that you've opened, like the two in, in Toronto, where, where right police, where police have already visited you, right? Yes, last Thursday. Is this what you're talking about, or are you talking about something more broad-based than that? No, no, this is what we're talking about. Canadians growing marijuana, whether it's legal or not, Canadians selling it, whether it's legal or not, and selling it in proud storefronts where first-class citizens go to buy things, not second-class citizens, which is what we've been for 48 years, having to buy it from people in alleyways or people possibly connected with organized crime. We don't want to support organized crime. We want to support the marijuana culture. We want to support the cannabis culture. But the government's made it this way, made it so that we're dealing with organized crime, made it so that criminals have been making money off this, and making it so that young people are induced to get into the drug trade to make these dollars. Jody, so what are you... The government's bad policies have made everything that's negative about our social situation, including violence on the street, gangs, shootings, all these things are a direct result of largely liberal government policies. All right, hold on, Mark, Mark, hold on. Jody, what do you make of the fact that the government has this four-month task force, and I know you wanted to be on the task force, be a member of it, but what do you make of the task force? Do you think that's manipulation, and uh, do you have concerns that they may be playing games with this whole issue of legalizing? And the government will turn around and say to you guys, now hold on, we said we would legalize, we didn't tell you precisely when, so just be patient. Well, legalization is only happening because of activists, because of our decades of using peaceful civil disobedience to break these unjust laws and demonstrate their injustice. The government has never willingly given access to marijuana, including, as Mark noted, medical marijuana. And McClellan fought against medical marijuana access. How as the justice minister. Yes, and so how can she be responsible for legalizing it? She held a number of... Yeah, she was a justice minister too, wasn't she? 
Yes, and she's held a number of different roles, and currently she is hired by a law firm that represents these licensed producers. But, Roy, you're right. What are they going to discover in the next four months? Nothing. Nothing. In the next four months, they're going to pretend to listen to the Canadian people. But I wonder... What happened to all of their fact-finding missions down in Colorado and Amsterdam? The Liberals actually sent people to investigate other jurisdictions. Amsterdam is the longest-standing model that we have, where you can buy it and consume it in a facility where kids aren't allowed. That's the model we should be following. But instead, the Liberal government has been hearing only from the former opponents of legalization. Let me tell you what I think this task force ultimately is going to be about how the three levels of government are going to be able to maximize their financial intake. That's what I think this task force is about. Legalization shouldn't be about making money on the stock market. Legalization is supposed to be about civil liberties, about not arresting peaceful, harmless Canadians for cannabis. As that letter that you read noted, Children are being put on dangerous, deadly drugs all the time. They buy candy where cigarettes are sold. They're allowed to go into liquor stores and look at all the fruity flavored booze. But we don't sell it to them. So the government is now clinging to the children in a desperate reefer madness attempt to terrify Canadians into thinking somehow marijuana will kidnap your child and drive them insane. What's worse than marijuana and children is young people being arrested for cannabis. Jody, Mark, I have to take I, I have to take a break. I have to take a break. Don't mm-hmm. go away. I want to come back and talk to you more because when we talk about children, what really affected me on this whole issue and this whole debate about marijuana, it's been going on for so many years, decades, but what affected me is when I had a parents on this program, particularly a young father of a three-year-old girl who was dealing with, with, uh, with um, epilepsy, and she had over a hundred seizures a day, and the Seizure control drugs that she was uh, being given did nothing for her. When the father initially illegally provided his daughter with marijuana oil extracts, the seizures went to zero a day. He then subsequently came on the show with a medical researcher from Toronto, and they are not discounting the potential, and you know, these are researchers, they, they speak in these terms, I'm paraphrasing, but the potential benefits of um marijuana extracts for people with epilepsy and seizures. When a father says to me, from 100 to zero for his three-year-old daughter, the word potential goes out the window. The federal government under Jean Chrétien was going to decriminalize possession of marijuana, not make it legal, decriminalize, and still send you to a criminalized drug dealer. And let's not forget the current prime minister, Mr. Trudeau, has admitted that while it was very definitely against the law, the criminal code, he, he smoked marijuana while he was a member of parliament. So, if the extension of your argument is slapping the cuffs on the prime minister, I guess that's it. On Twitter, at the Roy Green Show, let me get the tweet uh, here from Joan. Emery talks like he's a non-profit organization, which he is not. Mark and uh, Jody Emery are my guests, Cannabis Culture you're not a non-profit, Mark. Um, you're, 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 you've, you have a business model. You want to move ahead with that. But you want the federal government to go ahead and, and pass the law. You said with a stroke of a pen. We still have to regulate the strength, do you not, of, what, of, of how it's sold, of what's sold. There's also the issue of, of people driving when they're high. 
And no, the, the whole the argument, Mark, let me just finish. The whole argument of ingesting anything into your lungs, that brings up the whole issue of smoking again. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Well, there's nothing harmful about marijuana, though. It doesn't matter if you smoke it. It doesn't matter if you eat it. It doesn't matter if you drive. The whole point of taking marijuana is to become more self-aware. Uh, the people who use it for medical reasons use it to improve their quality of life. But I use it, as do many people, to become more self-aware. It makes my senses more open. It makes, you know, it adds a sixth sense to your existing five senses, and it makes your mind more open. So when we're driving, for example, we're much better drivers than straight people, and measurably better drivers drivers and people who drank alcohol or on prescription drugs or any number of, of things that distract people while they're driving. Children Where's the evidence? The any number of things. Where's the we evidence on that? Drivers. I'd like to just back that up with the actual studies from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration in the United States, analyzed all of the studies on marijuana and driving and found that there is no increased chance of crashing for marijuana users. I share these studies on my Twitter account all the time at Twitter plus Jody Emery. There are many studies showing that marijuana is not demonstrably harmful. For but Jody, are you talking and about I, different strengths, different levels, different potency? Well, it affects people differently. If you're a first-time marijuana user, I'm pretty sure one hit is going to give you the giggles and you're probably going to think, I'm not good enough to drive. But for a long-term cannabis user, particularly medical users, they're only able to actually get out of their house and be productive by using cannabis. So we have to look at impaired driving based on performance. We already have rules about how to pull people over who are driving dangerously. You can prove their dangerous driving through their activity or their behavior. Impairment is proven by performance. So whether you're tired or your kids have you in a bad mood or you've taken a pharmaceutical that says don't operate heavy machinery, you have to be responsible about your driving. We don't need new rules about driving. I want to bring up one more quick thing about brains and cannabis. There's a new study showing that cannabis prevents and treats Alzheimer's disease. And one of the biggest crises that this country is facing in the future is the issue of dementia and Alzheimer's. But the science is showing that cannabis is able to prevent and treat Alzheimer's. And when you brought up smoking and lungs, well, there's actually a lot of evidence to show that cannabis smoke is not the same as cigarette smoke. And that's why some life financial and Royal Bank decided to remove marijuana smokers from the smoking category because they've discovered, just like Dr. Donald Taskin and many others, that cannabis does not actually harm your lungs. It blows their mind. The researchers can hardly believe it. But the research is there. The proof is in cannabinoids actually prevent cancer. All right. I, don't, I, don't, I, I confess I know nothing about that aspect of it. I know that there has been concern about ingesting smoke into your lungs of any kind, but I'm going to research well, Roy, that too. that's the yeah. critical problem. The people who are making these rules for the rest of the cannabis culture in this country, millions of people, none of them smoke marijuana. And McClellan doesn't. Bill Blair doesn't. Nobody on that task force does. And they're, it's all being dealt with as though we're children who can't make up our own mind. We're being told what to do by the people who've always hated marijuana. The people who are all the prohibitionists in the government are telling us how legalization is going to be. It's the most bizarre thing. It's like, it's like developing rules on how to be, treat uh, homosexuals but never consulting a homosexual. It, it, it's just it's unthinkable. It's like having the Klan write civil rights legislation. We're not being consulted at all. Mark, they're no, not doing this. No. Mark, they're not going to legalize cannabis because they care about you 
or cannabis users, they're going to legalize it because there's money to be made in it by doing that. But that's that. the wrong reason to legalize it. No, but that's why they're doing it. You know that, and yes, I know well, that. that. Yes, well, if that's the case, then what Jody and I are doing by disobeying the law, civil disobedience, is obviously morally uh, easily upheld because this government is so obviously can, cynical. 